Chapter Six of Uncle's Dream by Fedor Dostoevsky, translated by Frederick Weeshaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Greg Giordano, Newport Ritchie, Florida. Chapter Six. Mrs. Colonel Karpuchin, or Sophia Petrovna was only morally like a magpie she was more akin to the sparrow tribe viewed physically she was a little bit of a woman of fifty summers or so with lively eyes and yellow patches all over her face on her little wizened body and spare limbs she wore a black silk dress which was perpetually on the rustle for this little woman could never sit still for an instant this was the most inveterate and bitterest scandal-monger in the town she took her stand on the fact that she was a colonel's wife though she often fought with her husband the colonel and scratched his face handsomely on such occasions add to this that it was her custom to drink four glasses of vodki at lunch or earlier and four more in the evening and that she hated mrs antipova to madness i've just come in for a minute mon ange she panted it's no use sitting down no time i wanted to let you know what's going on simply that the whole town has gone mad over this prince our beauties you know what i mean are all after him fishing for him pulling him about giving him champagne you would not believe it would you now how on earth you could ever have let him out of the house i can't understand are you aware that he's at natalia dmitrievna's at this moment at natalia dmitrievna's cried maria alexandrovna jumping up why he was only going to see the governor and then call in for one moment at the antipova's oh yes just for one moment of course well catch him if you can there that's all i can say he found the governor out and went on to mrs antipova's where he has promised to dine there natalia caught him she is never away from mrs antipova nowadays and persuaded him to come away with her to lunch so there's your prince catch him if you can but how moskaliakoff's with him he promised moskaliakoff indeed why he's gone too and they'll be playing at cards and clearing him out before he knows where he is and the things natalia is saying too out loud if you please she's telling the prince to his face that you you have got hold of him with certain views vous comprenez she calmly tells him this to his face of course he doesn't understand a word of it and simply sits there like a soaked cat and says yeah yes and would you believe it she has trotted out her sonia a girl of fifteen in a dress down to her knees my word on it and she has sent for that little orphan masha she's in a short dress too why i swear it doesn't reach her knees i looked at it carefully through my pinet she stuck red caps with some sort of feathers in them on their heads and set them to dance some silly dance to the piano accompaniment for the prince's benefit you know his little weakness as to our sex well 
You can imagine him staring at them through his glass and saying, Charmant! What figures! To foo! They've turned the place into a music hall. Call that a dance? I was at school at Madame Jarnet's. I know. And there were plenty of princesses and countesses there with me, too. And I know I danced before senators and councillors, and earned their applause, too. But as for this dance, it's a low can-can, and nothing more. I simply burned with shame. I couldn't stand it, and came out. How? Have you been at Natalia Dmitrievna's? Why, you? What? She offended me last week? Is that what you mean? Oh, but, my dear, I had to go and have a peep at the prince. Else, when should I have seen him? As if I would have gone near her but for this wretched old prince? Imagine, chocolate handed round and left me out. I'll let her have it for that some day. Well, good-bye, Monage. I must hurry off to Aquilina, and let her know all about it. You may say good-bye to the prince. He won't come near you again now. He has no memory left, you know, and Mrs. Antipova will simply carry him off bodily to her house. They'll think it's all right. They're all afraid of you, you know. They think that you want to get hold of him. You understand? Zina, you know. Quel horror! Oh, yes, I know. I tell you, the whole town is talking about it. Mrs. Antipova is going to make him stay to dinner, and then she'll just keep him. She's doing it to spite you, my angel. I had a look in at her back premises. Such arrangements, my dear. Knives clattering, people running about for champagne. I tell you what you must do. Go and grab him as he comes out from Natalia Dmitrievna's to Antipova's to dinner. He promised you first he's your guest. Tfu! Don't you be laughed at by this brace of chattering magpies. Good-for-nothing baggage, both of them procurer's lady indeed why i'm a colonel's wife to foo may do mon angie i have my own sledge at the door or i'd go with you having got rid of this walking newspaper maria alexandrovna waited a moment to free herself of a little of her superabundant agitation mrs colonel's advice was good and practical there was no use losing time none to lose in fact but the greatest difficulty of all was as yet unsettled. Maria Alexandrovna flew to Zina's room. Zina was walking up and down, pale, with hands folded and head bent on her bosom. There were tears in her eyes, but resolve was there too, and sparkled in the glance which she threw on her mother as the latter entered the room. She hastily dried her tears, and a sarcastic smile played on her lips once more. Mama, she began, anticipating her mother's speech you have already wasted much of your eloquence over me too much but you have not blinded me i am not a child to do the work of a sister of mercy without the slightest call thereto to justify one's meanness meanness proceeding in reality from the purest egotism by attributing it to noble ends all this is a sort of jesuitism which cannot deceive me listen i repeat all this could not deceive me, and I wish you to understand that. But, dearest child, began her mother, in some alarm, be quiet, mamma, have patience, and hear me out. 
in spite of the full consciousness that all this is pure jesuitism and in spite of my full knowledge of the absolutely ignoble character of such an act i accept your proposition in full you hear me in full and inform you hereby that i am ready to marry the prince more i am ready to help you to the best of my power in your endeavours to lure the prince into making me an offer why do i do this you need not know that enough that i have consented i have consented to the whole thing to bringing him his boots to serving him i will dance for him that my meanness may be in some sort atoned i shall do all i possibly can so that he shall never regret that he married me but in return for my consent i insist upon knowing how you intend to bring the matter about since you have spoken so warmly on the subject i know you i am convinced you must have some definite plan of operation in your head be frank for once in your life your candor is the essential condition upon which alone i give my consent i shall not decide until you have told me what i require maria alexandrovna was so surprised by the unexpected conclusion at which zina arrived that she stood before the latter some little while dumb with amazement and staring at her with all her eyes prepared to have to combat the stubborn romanticism of her daughter whose obstinate nobility of character she always feared she had suddenly heard the same daughter consent to all that her mother had required of her consequently the matter had taken a very different complexion her eyes sparkled with delight zina zina she cried you are my life my she could say no more but fell to embracing and kissing her daughter oh mother i don't want all this kissing cried zina with impatience and disgust i don't need all this rapture on your part all i want is a plain answer to my question but zina i love you i adore you darling and you repel me like this i am working for your happiness child tears sparkled in her eyes maria alexandrovna really loved her daughter in her own way and just now she actually felt deeply for once in her life thanks to her agitation and the success of her eloquence zina in spite of her present distorted view of things in general knew that her mother loved her but this love only annoyed her she would much rather it would have been easier for her if it had been hate well well don't be angry mamma i'm so excited just now she said to soothe her mother's feelings i'm not angry i'm not angry darling i know you are much agitated cried maria alexandrovna you say my child that you wish me to be candid very well i will i will be quite frank i assure you but you must have trusted me firstly then i must tell you that i have no actually organized plan yet no detailed plan that is you must understand with that clever little head of yours you must see zina that i cannot have such a plan all cut out i even anticipate some difficulties why that magpie of a woman has just been telling me all sorts of things we ought to be quick by the by you see i'm quite open with you but i swear to you that the end shall be attained she added ecstatically 
my convictions are not the result of a poetical nature as you told me just now they are founded on facts i rely on the weakness of the prince's intellect which is a canvas upon which one can stitch any pattern one pleases the only fear is we may be interfered with but a fool of a woman like that is not going to get the better of me she added stamping her foot and with flashing eyes that's my part of the business though and to manage it thoroughly i must begin as soon as possible in fact the whole thing or the most important part of it must be arranged this very day very well mamma but now listen to one more piece of candour do you know why i am so interested in your plan of operations and do not trust it because i am not sure of myself i have told you already that i consent to this meanness but i must warn you that if i find the details of your plan of operations too dirty too mean and repulsive i shall not be able to stand it and shall assuredly throw you over i know that this is a new pettiness to consent to a wicked thing and then fear the dirt in which it floats but what's to be done so it will be and i warn you but zina dear child where is the wickedness in this asked maria alexandrovna timidly it is simply a matter of a marriage for profit everybody does it look at it in this light and you will see there is nothing particular in it it is good form enough oh mamma don't try to play the fox over me don't you see that i have consented to everything to everything what else do you require of me don't be alarmed if i call things by their proper names for all you know it may be my only comfort and a bitter smile played over her lips very well very well dear we may disagree as to ideas and yet be very fond of one another but if you are afraid of the working of my plan and dread that you will see any baseness or meanness about it leave it all to me dear and i guarantee you that not a particle of dirt shall soil you your hands shall be clean as if i would be the one to compromise you trust me entirely and all shall go grandly and with dignity all shall be done worthily there shall be no scandal even if there be a whisper afterwards we shall all be out of the way far off we shall not stay here of course let them howl if they like we won't care besides they are not worth bothering about and i wonder at your being so frightened of these people zina don't be angry with me how can you be so frightened with your proud nature i'm not frightened you don't understand me a bit said zina in a tone of annoyance very well darling don't be angry i only talk like this because these people about here are always stirring up mud if they can while you this is the first time in your life you have done a mean action mean action what an old fool i am on the contrary this is a most generous noble act i'll prove this to you once more zina firstly then it all depends upon the point of view you take up oh bother your proofs mother i've surely had enough of them by now cried zina angrily and stamped her foot on the floor well darling i won't it was stupid of me i won't there was another moment's silence maria alexandrovna looked into her daughter's eyes 
as a little dog looks into the eyes of its mistress. "'I don't understand how you are going to set about it,' said Zina at last, in a tone of disgust. "'I feel sure you will only plunge yourself into a pool of shame. I'm not thinking of these people about here. I despise their opinions. But it would be very ignominious for you.' oh if that's all my dear child don't bother your head about it please please don't let us be agreed about it and then you need not fear for me dear me if you but knew though what things i have done and kept my skin whole i tell you this is nothing in comparison with real difficulties which i have arranged successfully only let me try but first of all we must get the prince alone and that as soon as possible that's the first move all the rest will depend upon the way we manage this however i can foresee the result they'll all rise against us but i'll manage them all right i'm a little nervous about moskeliakov he moskeliakov said zina contemptuously yes but don't be afraid zina i'll give you my word i'll work him so that he shall help us himself you don't know me yet my zina my child when i heard about this old prince having arrived this morning the idea as it were shone out all at once in my brain who would have thought of his really coming to us like this it is a chance such as you might wait for a thousand years in vain zina my angel there's no shame in what you are doing what is wrong is to marry a man whom you loathe your marriage with the prince will be no real marriage it is simply a domestic contract it is he the old fool who gains by it it is he who is made unspeakably immeasurably happy oh zina how lovely you look to-day if i were a man i would give you half a kingdom if you but raised your finger for it asses they all are who wouldn't kiss a hand like this and maria alexandrovna kissed her daughter's hand warmly why this is my own flesh and blood zina what's to be done afterwards you won't part with me will you you won't drive your old mother away when you are happy yourself no darling for though we have quarrelled often enough you have not such another friend as i am zina you mamma if you've made up your mind to it all perhaps it is time you set about making some move in the matter we are losing time said zina impatiently yes it is it is indeed time and here i am gabbling on while they are all doing their best to seduce the prince away from us i must be off at once i shall find them and bring the prince back by force if need be good-bye zina darling child don't be afraid and don't look sad dear please don't it will be all well nay gloriously well good-bye good-bye maria alexandrovna made the sign of the cross over zina and dashed out of the room she stopped one moment at her looking-glass to see that all was right and then in another minute was seated in her carriage and careering through the mordasoff streets maria alexandrovna lived in good style and her carriage was always in waiting at that hour in case of need no no my dears it's not for you to outwit me she thought as she drove along zina agrees so half the work is done oh zina zina 
so your imagination is susceptible to pretty little visions is it and i did treat her to a pretty little picture she was really touched at last and how lovely the child looked to-day if i had her beauty i should turn half europe topsy-turvy but wait a bit it's all right shakespeare will fly away to another world when you're a princess my dear and know a few people what does she know mordasoff and the tutor and what a princess she will make i love to see her pride and pluck she looks at you like any queen and not to know her own good however she soon will wait a bit let this old fool die and then the boy and i'll marry her to a reigning prince yet the only thing i'm afraid of is haven't i trusted her too much didn't i allow my feelings to run away with me too far i am anxious about her i am anxious anxious thus maria alexandrovna reflected as she drove along she was a busy woman was maria alexandrovna zina left alone continued her solitary walk up and down the room with folded hands and thoughtful brow she had a good deal to think of over and over again she repeated it's time it's time oh it's time what did this ejaculation mean once or twice tears glistened on her long silken eyelashes and she did not attempt to wipe them away her mother worried herself in vain as far as zina was concerned for her daughter had quite made up her mind she was ready come what might wait a bit said the widow to herself as she picked her way out of her hiding-place after having observed and listened to the interview between zina and her mother and i was thinking of a wedding dress for myself i positively thought the prince would really come my way <laughs> so much for my wedding dress what a fool i was ho ho maria alexandrovna i'm a baggage am i and a beggar and i took a bribe of two hundred roubles for you did i and i didn't spend it on expenses connected with your precious daughter's letter did i and break open a desk for your sake with my own hands yes madam i'll teach you what sort of a baggage nastasia petrovna is both of you shall know her a little better yet wait a bit end of chapter six recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida